everybody. We're back for another Commission podcast. This is the second or first, depending on which uh, order they listen to it, of uh, Christmas presents that one Amy Miller bought on behalf of her husband, Jason, for his Christmas present. Uh, this is 1984's The Toxic Avenger. Wow. Legend. Dir- legendary movie, I'd say. It is legendary. Uh, first time I'd ever seen it, by the way. Okay. Uh, directed by Michael Hertz. Uh, starring, if you can call being in this movie, starring in anything, Mitch Cohen, Mark Torgil, and Andre Miranda. Famously a, a trauma film. Some of you may have heard the word trauma before. N- not just any trauma film. This is the quote-unquote movie that built trauma. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, this is the one they're known for. Among uh, among some more minor successes, and it seems largely because of one stu- one um, uh, alt theater in New York City hmm. ran it every Friday at midnight until it through sheer force of will became a, a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy, just as she did in the other podcast, and again, I'm not sure which one you'll hear first, so I want to make sure I cover my bases. Says uh, Jason, I've been together for 26 years, and we're just married in 2012 pretty sheltered I'm, i was pretty sheltered as far as entertainment went when we met in 1990 uh, practically no disposable income in my family jason opened me up to a whole new world of movies and video games the zombie movies oh the zombie movies the two movies i'm commissioning hold a special place in his heart and i cannot wait to hear what you think if you uh, haven't heard the first one yet oh just wait until you get there the the ruthless fun we make of the the span of your relationship and just so recently getting married if you have heard the first one you know that's not true but <laughs> yeah i was gonna say did we because no, i kind of i'm kind of having trouble remembering um it's been a what few was days. the first movie uh the first movie was shit i can't remember <laughs> we just came off lunch and i've had a few drinks yeah so, so the bonus here amy jason you're you're uh tailing off of one of our holiday uh drunken lunches so yeah. we are three drams to the wind the transformers movie. oh that's fuck, right of course From eight, also 84 yes yeah spoiler alert if this is your first podcast you're getting another movie mm-hmm. and it's transformers so what do you think of that uh man I don't know what to say about this movie because <laughs> it doesn't really care what I think of it. No, it does not. And it's going to do its own damn thing. Uh-huh. And it's going to be the most preposterous, ridiculous, and extreme version of any scene, and they're not going to stop. No, they're not. They're not going to stop until, like, you know, average movie, villain comes into a McDonald's or whatever, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're going to they're gonna harass people. They might murder a few innocent bystanders. Mm-hmm. Very few films are going to single out the blind girl, shoot her adorable golden retriever companion animal, and then rape her. Uh, this yeah. is the movie where it's just like you just make wants to make sure that you are, are not in any doubt who to root for, <laughs> the the toxic sludge monster right. versus the blind girl rapist dog murderers. Um, it, it wants you to side of the toxic avenger. And and if you go into this scene expecting anything else, you've probably made a, mis- a horrible mistake because you've already watched a scene of a twelve year old run over by a car because uh because hit, hit on bored. his bike because these guys yeah these teenagers are bored whatever uh they they run over him that doesn't do the job so they reverse and they run over his head and they crush it and then they get out and take polaroids of it if you didn't know going into the restaurant scene what movie you were watching you must have been in the bathroom during that scene yeah no this this movie is uh this is offensive not just absolutely 
I mean, it's it's deliberately, it's offensively offensive. Most levels, yeah. Like artistically, yes, it's a bad movie. Can I can I just say it's a bad movie? Sure, but it knows it's a bad movie. It does know it's a bad movie. I don't know that, like you said, it doesn't care that it's a bad movie, right? Uh, And I don't know that it matters that it's a bad movie, right? Like this movie, I think is designed to be seen when you are a teenager. Absolutely. Preferably if you're underage drinking or engaging in other uh, illegal substances for your age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's funny because I was dimly aware of this stuff because it got covered in like, because I was, I like to read Starlog. I keep up on science fiction when I was a kid. Starlog covered this? And, and for I whatever guess? reason, also Marvel Comics was all about the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, in the 90s, in they fact, had a lot. I was convinced that this was an old. Like some kind of horror series that the trauma films was inspired by, but apparently it's the opposite. The trauma yeah, film yeah. came out, and then Marvel or maybe Image or Dark Horse Comics did a series based on the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, um, I think it was Marvel in the early nineties. Okay, because I know that like you know Marvel, uh, the, this this guy had some spotlight stuff in select Marvel comics, and I think he got featured in a couple of Wizard. Articles of wizards. I don't know if you're aware, or who, who, for whoever's not aware of it, is um, like it used to be. I don't even know if it's still in existence, but it's um, uh, a periodical about the collection and and, and the the comic book industry as a as a as a, okay. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it, it's it's essential function is it uh, values comics, tells right. you like you know what your comics are worth, but it also has articles about it. Anyway, um, that was my extent of being aware of what the Toxic Avenger was all about. It's also legendary for how violent it is, although I thought the violence yeah. was so far over the top and fantastical that it, and, and, and not realistic yeah. in any way. Oh, absolutely. And this is the part of the movie that I love, the the part of the movie where they're not afraid to just go for broke on gore and, like, I mean – and the actual, Growing up with zombie movies, that's a sure. staple of mine, and I love it. I love it to this day. And the actual transformation of the Toxic Avenger yeah. was gruesome to the extent that I found it personally, uh, even though I could tell it's fake, just the visuals were just, just disgusting. They are. <laughs> disgusting in a way that, like, you know, uh, partially dissolved dog shit in orange juice would be disgusting. Okay. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, um, it, it's it's just, oh, man, it's like it chunks of his hair was falling out and he's mm-hmm. trying to put himself out in his bathtub it's fucking ridiculous yeah yeah he goes he he sets himself on fire right well he gets set on fire by this sludge right right and then he just kind of gradually turns into toxie i'm not sure how all that works but this is the first we'll movie we've watched in our studio where i had i felt self-conscious about what we were watching okay. because like you know we've watched some stuff and there's been like hails of gunfire and people Screamers. swearing and yeah. i'm you know, and I'm wondering, oh, I wonder how much of this is bleeding through the walls. But, like, there's a couple scenes in here that are essentially 80s porn. Right. At least yeah. the soundtrack is. There's not penetrative sex or anything, but there's no. this, this woman doing the softcore porn voice. And I'm like, God damn, I hope people don't think we're over here jerking off because we totally are. And if they're knocking <laughs> on the door, I'm about to pull my pants up. And, and the uh, amount of screaming in this movie is off the charts. Sure. I mean, nobody in this movie... This movie is as loud and obnoxious as you could possibly imagine a film being. The soundtrack is relentless. It is. It is just going to 80s soundtrack you in the face. Uh, and when the... it's not doing that, women and men alike are just screaming at the top of their lungs. Sure. And that's 90, it's 90 minutes of screaming and mm-hmm. synth soundtrack, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, it slows down at one 
particular scene for them to have a heart to heart. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And I didn't and even we'll talk about that we here will. in a minute. Yeah. Um I so that's it. There's no way I could spoil this movie. If you've never seen this movie, then you probably never will. And I should certainly if this if you already know this is either up your alley and if you if you know this movie's up your alley, you've already seen it. Mm-hmm. Like this is the most pointless review of all time. Um <laughs> right. You know, as far as like Maybe you our, haven't heard of it. I suppose it's possible you've never even heard of this movie. Wow. Well, Maybe. I mean, younger kids probably don't know of this 1984 film. Yeah. And you know what? It might be right up your alley. Right. Just get ready for some schlock. Yeah. Some, just the schlockiest. It, it, this movie is like, if you took the jackass guys mm-hmm. and got them together with Mel Brooks and, and said, told them to make, make, a, make a superhero movie, this is what they come up with. I mean, that is Lloyd Kaufman, yeah. essentially. Yeah. That's what he does. Uh, so it is streaming for free for Amazon Prime members. So there's that. Right. I think it might also be on Netflix. Mm. I'm not sure though. Um, one part of positive nostalgia is uh, the World Trade Center. That's cool. In right opening up front, scenes, yeah. like you can see those two big buildings standing there proudly and dominating the New York skyline, and it's so because oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of movies. I, I don't know. Do you think I, I know that Spider Man? I think was famously edited to get rid of the towers like right after it happened yeah. but i feel like there's you know not as many movies where that's looming in the background as, that you would think as as much shit that, that gets filmed in new york city right like it's been a couple of years at least since i've seen something like oh my god look at that yeah that's kind it of it was amazing. striking because uh-huh. yeah i mean it, it just dominates the skyline it does and it's it's throughout since then this is essentially across the river in new jersey uh-huh um it you know, it, it shows up in a lot of scenes. It shows up in a lot of scenes. Yeah, so that's the interesting part. This this whole thing takes place in New Jersey, and the, the monologue up front, in uh, the narration, in, which, right, in Tromaville. Yeah. Which I guess is where all the bad things that happen in the Troma universe happen. Apparently so. This is their Gotham, I guess. <laughs> it's worse than Gotham. <laughs> Way worse. Because like I said, like the Joker might, might, might uh, kill innocent bystanders, might shoot a dog, but I don't think he's going to rape a blind girl. Probably not, no. And he's not going to so gratuitously kill you. No. He's he, not going to play. He's not going to. Eh, I don't know. He, I've never seen Joker deliver a dick punch. <laughs> I've never seen someone dick punch a man into a barrel. The Joker, anyway. <laughs> the Joker doesn't get down like, like that. He loads you into a barrel and he pun- he, he <laughs> stuffs you in primarily by <laughs> punching you right in the dick. Yeah. Uh, it's It's pretty brutal. A lot of dick jokes in this. A lot of... A lot of crotchal humor. A lot of trauma to the groin. Yeah. And actually, like, so uh, let's talk about New Jersey for a second. So it all takes place in New Jersey. And they're looking across at New York and they're saying, oh, look at society and and how far we've come. And essentially, like, the toll is, oh, there's a lot of toxic waste out there Mm -hmm. and there's pollution everywhere, which got me thinking he's essentially Captain Planet. Like, the Toxic Avenger is Captain Planet. But then I watched through this film and I realized that's not the case at all. And in fact, they set this up as toxic sludge and the waste of society being the solution for crime and corruption. Hmm. Right? I mean, he's created by the very pollution that they're decrying at the beginning of the movie, but it's only by the creation of the Toxic Avenger that this town can be cleaned up. Hmm. And they view cleaning it up not as removing the toxic sludge, but as removing the corruption and crime. Interesting. I thought, it was, I thought it was interesting because I feel like you don't often see the kind of 
pollution that you do back in the 80s and certainly in the 70s and you know the the, the there's kind of casual litter i mean i i no doubt there's still, there's still a still lot some. of pollution happening both mm-hmm. in the air and the water and, and all that stuff but if you compare it to where things were i do feel like we've made some very real progress in those areas because like you just don't see i mean we don't like i i, I want to be super cynical here and say tell that to people in flint or Detroit. Well, but I'm like, saying like Cincinnati and Indianapolis but I, not, I get what you're saying. are not really famously clean cities either. Right. But if you compare, like, they're certainly not like what you see Tromaville. Like, we're just, just garbage is dumped in the streets. And, and I sure. feel like that there were a lot of towns. Like, I remember the hometown I mm-hmm. grew up being really trashy and dirty. And you, you drive through it nowadays. It's, you know, kind of baseline Midwestern whatever. Uh-huh. But you go to some places like fucking Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know why? Like, gle- like, like uh, there's like you can't find trash on the streets in like San Jose, California, and it's because the prison population has been boosted so much <laughs> that they have <laughs> that the, now the, we the have a bunch of people. Game. Yeah, just picking I also up just trash think that everywhere. it's become like honestly, it's mostly social. Ch- like, there's two types of pollution, right? There's the type of pollution that you can't see that's right. still bad, yeah. and there's also the kind of I think the fact that it's become a stigma, social taboo, and just how gauche and gross it is to just litter. Yeah, like that's the macro pollution, a big part, if of you it. will. That's that's a, I think that's a big part. Society nowadays, you, you you're seen as a garbage person. Yeah, if you just fucking empty an ashtray into a public street or, or right, but and, but if you dump tons of exhaust into tons of CO two gases into the air, right. nobody really cares. Yeah, because you mean, can't see it. It's it's certainly gotten better. I mean, if you look at it the has. smog like in cities versus what it was, it's it's still yeah. we have a long way to go. And certain, I'm not saying we can't do much more for the environment. Yeah, we recently but, watched Falling Down, which sure. is maybe the smoggiest city I've ever seen right. outside of China. Yeah. Like, that that depiction of L.A. in the 80s is fucking horrifying. Yeah. And, and that's the way And it I've was. been to L.A. in the interim, and it's nothing like that anymore. Certainly. It looks much, much better. Um, but, yeah, I know. I think that's it's interesting because, like you said, it is kind of like an antithesis of Captain Planet. But And I'm not saying – I'm not going to say, like, I tried to argue – in the Rocky podcast that Toxic Avenger in any way had any kind of role in turning society around. <laughs> right. But I do think it was a reflection of what the things we were worried about and the things yeah. we saw as big problems and, and, and things that needed change. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as much as pollution is still an ever-present problem, so is crime and corruption. Right. And I don't know that pollution is the solution for crime and corruption, <laughs> like this movie seems to it, be saying. It, but... it would be nice if the extreme form of a problem would be its own solution. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, a problem gets so bad that it solves itself? Right, right. <laughs> like, if you get so broken at some point, you declare bankruptcy and you get a clean slate. If you pull yeah. in the lake so much that eventually some avenging force is going to emerge from that pond scum and fuck over the company that made it that way or this whatever. It's like a bad programming error where like the number goes so far negative that it rolls <laughs> Just, over positive. Right, right, right. It overflows a buffer. and Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's what, interesting. I So the thing, why did they make the Toxic Avenger? Why did they make Melvin such a dipshit? Like this guy is just a complete well, failure at life and like, it, I'm. It's it's very few times I've met a person that's this fucking inept at everything. He seems like he's got mental problems, emotional problems, yeah. social yeah. problems, uh, financial problems, problems. Uh, skin problems, yeah. fashion problems, tooth problems, like like like, like this, health this, problems. And some of them are self inflicted. Like no one forced you to wear a pair of jeans where one 
one leg was eight inches longer than the other. Maybe his mom did. His <laughs> elderly, like his obscenely elderly Is mother. Is that the problem? She had him when she was like 55 years old, and he's just a, a result of extreme chromosomal damage. It could be. It could be. I mean, the birth defects are not out of the question here, certainly. That, that's the thing. Like, when Spider-Man gets gets bit by the spider, yeah. it doesn't really change who he is. It gives him some fantastic new abilities, where the Toxic Avenger just right. remakes this guy from... Yeah, like, this is the most extreme version of it, he, right? It, it changes his personality. It changes his intelligence. It changes his... His voice. Confidence. I mean, yeah. it, like, everything is completely redone. And But it's weird because, like... There's a couple, like, I'm like, okay, they got these jock assholes. I was primed to hate them. But. <laughs> yeah. And then that's before they started murdering children just because oh, okay. they're bored. Yeah. I'm saying just when they're just doing their dickish jock stuff. But I'm mm-hmm. like, honestly, I guess I could get behind hating his Melvin guy. He just, I just saw him fling a, a mop in someone's face just not paying attention. <laughs> right. That was like, a I, pretty shitty thing to do. Yeah, I would, I would probably have some words to say to him about that. Okay. I mean, it, that's it's fair. so weird to make him so inept that I just couldn't really relate to him and then it's also interesting when he becomes a toxic avenger he's got two he's like at the whole he's he's like a fucking rancor Uh but then when he talks he sounds like you know like pierce bronson out of james bond he's like perfect locution and like this urbane accent and like how what yeah i I mean this is you know, so this is obviously based on all the comic book superheroes that you see. Like you mentioned Spider-Man. That's a perfect example because it is the nerd power fantasy, right? Like, right. oh, I'm so weak and powerless right now, but if if something were to change, how would I use that power? Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, the Toxic Avenger seems to do just that, which is avenge, you know? I mean, ev- everything about him was so pathetic before his transformation and now everything is so idyllic except for his his his, his appearance. appearance right uh now now he goes out and he acts on that and he almost gets swept up in it uh-huh. and, and i think that's you know that's a fairly interesting and compelling story not as told in the movie though mm-hmm. the movie actually shortcuts it so much as mm-hmm. to make it absurd um but i i don't know i think it's just the the natural, like, if you take everything that this movie does and you crank it to not 11, but like 14, 20 even, if you're a Westworld fan, and you say, this is it, that we're just going to go for everything, then the Toxic Avenger comes naturally from that. Huh. Let's make him as weak and stupid and powerless as possible and make him then as strong and eloquent and intelligent as possible. Hmm. Yeah, I, it's probably what they did. I just don't. I sometimes I question the choice. Like, I already wanted to hate the bullies just because they were bullies and because they're persecuting right. the social outcasts. Like, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his mop, careless mop flinging. But you know, whatever. Like, it's not acceptable to torment a person um, and ridicule no. someone to committing suicide. Essentially, yeah. Uh, on the other hand, so why? the subplot of these people running over 12 year olds in the streets. I I mean, it's, it's to show how bad they are, how bad they need mopping. Hmm. Because at one point I joked when we were watching this movie is like, there's the only people in this city that aren't heinous individuals are the toxic Avenger, Uh old ladies, children, and the blind girl, everyone else, everyone else. (laughs) And maybe they have one good cop. The one good yes. cop in Tromaville. Yeah. Everyone else is is just irredeemable 
garbage people. Like the mayor yep. of the town, not only is he like just this fat, fat formless sack of shit uh, that likes getting his body rubbed over by beautiful women. Not only yeah. is he, for no real reason, um, moving the toxic dump to the city's water supply just so he can laugh at it with his with his cronies. Yeah, I guess to redevelop. For real estate or something? I don't know. Not only is he involved in some kind of white slavery empire, he's also the town's biggest drug pin. He's also involved yeah. in, in, in uh, police corruption. Like He's the worst. Again, it's it's the excess. And they've got, like, you know, mm-hmm. their their town... Like, I already talked about the, the first encounter with the, the blind girl and, like, the Joker archetype and how just terrible the, the villains are. But, like, yeah. all of the villains were, like, curiously colorful. Like, the first gang we see has got, like, Cigar Face. Cigar Face, <laughs> right. Who's just a dude who smokes a cigar and some ran... Like, the most normal-looking guy you'll see in the whole movie. And then some weird transvestite hooker... Yeah. Murder character. Honestly, this is where they start to lose me. And I know. I know they're going over the top on purpose. Yeah. And the movie's but 30 when, years old. And the movie's from the, yeah, from the 80s. It's it's not as sensitive as we are now, certainly. Uh, but that's where they start to lose me is when they start stereotyping people. So, like, Melvin, from, from Melvin on up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, fine, if you want to stereotype a bad guy, go for it. If you want to, like, stereotype pretty much anyone else i'm not on board and and while i love the gore and i love those kind of things that's where this movie loses me yeah and i wish i i wish and i know it's that's the point i know it's the point i'm sorry i just can't get past it i know and that's the thing like if it's the point then like i'm almost like well what is the point because if you i mean i guess i don't know why why do i hate this movie and i like crank so much sure that's a fair question Um, this one is much less skillfully crafted yeah, I can tell you that much. The True. comedy is so broad, and it's like also... that the jokes are not funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the vast majority of them. Some of them are, but there are like jokes per minute. This thing is up there. Like oh, like like the like the snake gag, perfect example. A guy yeah. came in and put a uh, a snake down a effeminate yoga instructor or Pilates instructor, or whatever dance aerobics, aerobics instructor. Yeah. It's a, a, a Gene Simmons, no, not Gene Simmons, <laughs> Richard Simmons, Richard Simmons, <laughs> the Gene Simmons type. The yeah, Gene Simmons type had the, the face paint, the giant tongue. tongue. Yeah, uh, and he had just gotten this speech about like you guys have to do exactly what I do, and right. then he starts wriggling around, and then the whole class starts wriggling around. And I'm just like, and and the scene seemed like it felt like some of the visual gags they just do it and move on. This, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, let's just really get, let's just milk all the humor out of this. I'm like, there's not a lot of humor to milk. No, there's not. This cow that, is wrung dry. Maybe 30 years ago, that was a funny joke. I don't know. I was a kid then, mm-hmm. uh, and I have seen this movie once before, and I remember it being funnier than it was this time. Hmm. So maybe I'm just growing out of this stage, but, yeah, the humor is so well, Also, broad. like, the, the, the credit sequence, man, uh, there's something for everybody in there. Like, Whatever you're turned on by, you'll probably see it. Do you like muscly dudes? You got muscly dudes. Do you oh, like right, where they just tour the dudes? gym. Do you like dudes in speedos? You got the, do you like girls with firm breasts? Do you got girl, yep. like girls with natural breasts? You got girls like every like. I feel like that's that's essentially there to titillate do, everyone. Do you like giant fat men's laying along human sized hoagies? Right, that's there too. Yeah, <laughs> go yeah. for it, man. The, the, the getting the getting their curves caressed. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, there's also the weird, um, like, what's up with the Nazi cop? Was that, like, 
an homage to young Frankenstein or Doctor Strangelove or yeah, I felt like this guy thought he was Peter Sellers, uh, and nobody told him he wasn't. Well, that's the thing. Like in Doctor Strangelove, that happens at the very last act, and it's funny, and they do it, and then they move on. And there's also a reason for that. Is also partially poking fun at the. United States co-opting some of the Nazi scientists and whatnot for our space program. Right, they had a point. Here it's just, like, constant. And, like, he throws up the Heil Hitler three, four times. He goose steps a couple times. He clicks his, like, and they show his uh, fucking jackboots. Like, man, they really wanted you to know this guy's a closet Nazi. Yeah, no, they they couldn't leave well enough alone on that. And I I don't think they cared to. Like, they probably knew full well that they were going overboard with it. Um. Other thing to bother me, and then we'll get to, like, I don't know. I alternate between things I was impressed by or morbidly curious by and things that I didn't like. Um, little too genuine. In the scene where the Joker guy menaces and, and tries to rape the, the blind girl and kills her dog, a little too genuine a performance with that baby. <laughs> like, there's, uh-huh. like, a literally, like, a 12-month-old baby that he's shoving a shotgun in his face, and this kid is clearly terrified and clutching to, I guess, his... Maybe his actual mother. Uh-huh. Like I, there might be some real scarring happening in this this scene. Could be, yeah. Like I, this kid doesn't know that this isn't real. He's got a no. he's got some freak with some crazy makeup on. He's screaming and yelling and shoving a gun and threatening his mother. Like this kid might grow up to be a psychopath. Yeah, no, it's it's not a good thought. I don't I, I don't know about that. Uh, the other thing is, why did they spend the first half of the movie stubbornly refusing to show the Toxic Avengers face? Because honestly, it's the least gross thing in this movie. Right, and I I feel like it was build up for that reveal when he finally looks at Sarah, um, or he finally, you know, he he looks at Sarah and he reveals himself to us as the audience. And I thought I think that was supposed to be shocking, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really that shocking. And I. Goonies came out after this, right? Because the appearance of Toxie is actually a lot like Sloth. Uh, I think Goonies came before. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this one's in, what, 94? 84, it says. 84. 84. Oh, Goonies 85. So they were contemporary. Probably Toxic Avenger came out before. Yeah, I would think so. Um, But Sloth has got the worst worst face, in my opinion. Okay. Like, like Tox- right. Toxie's face is the least offensive part of him. And and this all comes after the transformation sequence, which might have been one of the disgusting things, most disgusting things I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and you look at that and you say, is this going to be shocking? And I'm with you. I don't think it really was. No. The reveal of Toxie. There's also a lot of other weird things about him and the blind girl's dynamic. Like, for example, there's this whole montage of them being essentially in domestic bliss. Mm-hmm. They fall in love because he saves her from the rape gang. And takes her back to his swamp slash toxic dump hideout, and she gives it the woman's touch, which I don't even... First of all, I don't know what that means, and then in context of a blind girl hiding in curtains, I really don't know what it means. (laughs) But they do this sight gag where he's, like, mugging with a a traffic cone on his head and taking it off like it's a hat, and she looks over him and laughs. And I'm like, she's blind. Uh Uh-huh. How? What? That... What I, she shouldn't necessarily know that anything is even happening, let alone that it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't th- I didn't there are that. there are so many jokes. Like I said, jokes per minute very high, but kind of all of them are bad. There's maybe one or two that I liked. The things I laughed at were just over the top, like yeah. when people's heads explode, when people yep. dude got his arm ripped off, and the ball, the crotch scene. So there's one. <laughs> There's one ridiculous scene. So the the mayor's goon, right? This mustachioed guy who's got like 
the take from the drug operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Cigar goes, face is what you're talking about, right? No, 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 no. No, it's the other guy, the the white guy who kind of comes up to him and, and the mayor tells him, yeah, go go put that on the desk or whatever. We'll We'll get it in a bit. Okay. And then he goes into the gym and he starts working out, right? And then Toxic Avenger comes in and he crushes his head and- as with he, the width, with the weights, weight. yeah. yeah. And as he crushes this guy to death, this is a move that the movie pulls several times, which always shocks me and and is always perplexing. But it it shows a tight shot on his crotch, just kind of wriggling around. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After he kills a, him in his yeah, death throes, uh huh. Yeah, a lot of crotch shots in this, and some of them were supposed to be like gratuitously sexy. I don't know what that one was supposed uh-huh, to be. Uh-huh. Because it's not like he's wearing spandex and you can see anything moving around. It's just no. his sh- his shorts. It's just his crotch kind of rhythmically throb, pulsing, yeah. twitching. And then they show the real money shot, which is his head chopped in half right. and his tongue hanging out. And that right. was good, but yeah. I don't know what the crotch shots are about. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things I laughed at, like when they showed the guys at the hazardous waste transport and they, they, they show they're, they're transporting this hazardous waste. Mm-hmm. On a flatbed truck, and none of the barrels are even restrained. So as I they're driving it. around, yeah. the barrels are just moved. Like they could have fall off any. None of that happens because what happens is they're talking about smoking weed after work, and the guy says, "Well, look what I got," and he holds up uh, like a quart <laughs> bag full of cocaine. Uh-huh. And the driver says, "Well, hell, let's just stop right now." And then they both put their bags full in this. They, they both put their face full in a Ziploc bag full of cocaine. Yep. And but as they come to a stop, it's like all the barrels are slashed. That. I thought that was really funny. The sloshing barrels. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff that's in there that's like that, like uh, the uh, Toxy cock punching this guy into a barrel. Yeah, was pretty pretty funny. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff is just 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 really broad, and I laughed at like how bad an effect was. Yeah, definitely. Um, or like how bad the music was, or how corny the line was. Like, and I was puzzled by things like. This weird, really weird move where he seems like he randomly kills a woman at a, a laundromat, uh-huh. and the movie doesn't bother to tell you like why. You know, the, not the, till later. Yeah, the, the, the science is at one point says that he's got some kind of instinctual superpower to detect evil and eliminate it, and he goes and kills this little, literally little old lady. Like she's like four foot Tiny. nothing. Yep. And in a fairly gruesome way, she like irons her face and shoves her in a washing machine and does all this other stuff. Steam cleans her, and then the movie for a good. Five ten minutes lets you think that Toxie just you know killed some, or and even Toxic Avenger himself thinks this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I understand why the mayor would want to make heat with this because Tox- Toxic Avenger is causing him a lot of of, of uh, pain points. But yeah. why is a Toxic Avenger not clear about why he killed this woman? Does he not understand his own powers? Well, I like, so I feel like this is wrapped up in the idea that Toxic Avenger gets carried away, right? And this is a, this doesn't. is a me- well, okay, so I. I agree with you. I think this is a message that kind of gets lost in the movie until the Toxic Avenger says it, which is way too late. You should be feeling this as he's feeling it, and you're uh-huh. not. And and that is kind of the precursor to what I feel is the ultimate failure scene, which is the the scene where the his blind girlfriend, Sarah, is in his house, and he's coming home after killing that lady, and they're playing string synth music. Mm-hmm. Like, this is some horror scene, and she's perplexed about, like, oh, this is after he runs that guy off the road. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I remember And so he's, like, like, losing oh, control. Maybe but- Toxic Avengers actually turned into a bad guy. Like, or, 
But but you don't really get that from that scene because this guy deserves to be run off the fucking road and killed. Right. And that's the thing. Like so until like as they're playing this this string music and making it seem scary and menacing, I'm thinking Toxie's just coming home. Uh huh. Yeah, and he's killed him. this guy, but he deserved it, and he's just coming home. This is what he's been doing all movie. And so the the movie doesn't properly prepare you for the idea that he is kind of doubting his own sanity at this point. Because that's the thing. Like, in any other movie, I'd be like, you are going too far. Like, you know, like at some, at some point, right. remarks, like, this is not exactly justice that he's dispensing. But on the other hand, one of the things about the over-the-top nature of these people's crimes is, like, there's almost nothing that you would say is too far. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, when you're, you're killing dogs and threatening 12-month-olds and uh, killing random people that are trying to be the peacemaker and raping blind girls, like, uh, yeah. and I see it all happen. So there's no judge-jury involved. Like, it's just, you know, Toxic Avenger. It's perfect information. You don't need, yeah, You, you everything you do is, is all right by me. Um, right. It's and weird I, that he was like, oh, I've really crossed a line here. Or I might hurt you, my girlfriend. I'm like, I never got that. And I think the reason he says that is because he almost ran over a bunch of kids on well, that, that hillside be, on that playground. Because he did get pretty reckless, but they didn't yeah. really. That's and he some, caused that car crash and the cars blew up. and Right. And that's something that. Which I thought, you know, because he's like, you know, he, he the car flips over, it, it drives through a crowd full of children and, and, and innocent people and then goes off a cliff and flips over and blows up on fire. And the the, the head mm-hmm. guy, Bozo, haha, uh, dies and Toxie gets out and he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, another day well done. And I, I remember thinking like, wow, that was that's the first time I've actually seen him endanger innocence in his quest for justice and, and maybe they should have, if this was a better film. Um, and this has nothing to do with budget. They could have just like some of these squeaks could have just made it a, an arguably better film and, and yeah. better at yeah. what it's trying to do. Like he could have been like, Oh man, like, yeah, maybe my pursuit is righteous, but I don't need to endanger people. Like, right. I'm, I'm having almost too much fun dispatching these bad guys and making it super ironic. And I cannot endanger uh-huh. innocent people when I do that. <laughs> right. But they don't like, those are all things I had to kind of put two and two together. And this isn't the kind of movie where you really want to make your audience think that much about it. Right. Yeah. It's like adding two and two, but one of the two is a slightly obscured and you're not sure it's a two, but you mm. think it's a two. So you're going to say it's four, but you're not totally certain until later in the movie. Right. When they fully reveal it. Right. And I, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't work for me specifically in that little that little chunk. But I mean, the rest of it is, you know, as far as narrative goes, it's fine. Of a piece, <laughs> sure. <say. laughs> yeah, I don't know about fine, but, but it's, I mean, it's of a piece. That's the good thing about trauma, I guess, is there's nothing quite like it. You know, you you can't find this anywhere else. You can get glimpses of it in other stuff, but right. This is just willing to go all out. They're willing to go where nobody else is, uh, and that's kind of the charm of it. And yes, it's offensive. Yes, it's over the top. Yes, it's bad. But does that mean it shouldn't exist? Have you so we down in Huntsville when we did the Rocket City NerdCon, we kind of talked up uh another one of the guests were there, Daniel Boyd. Yeah, yeah. Who is a um famous infamous uh, trauma director himself and writer. Right? Have you seen did you have you seen any of the films yet? The, the Space Preachers? No, I haven't. Cecily and I were, were talking about sitting down and watching like Chillers and that other one. Do you have those DVDs cuz I, I know he gave us some. Okay, I cool. I do. Um, I was just wondering because am I in for more like like how I don't know how crazy is that? 
No idea. So, because I'm kind of interested in now that I've seen like the trauma film that built trauma. Because I guess trauma before this was like a crazy sex, like B grade softcore sex <laughs> doesn't, empire. Doesn't surprise me. And you can definitely see a lot of that on display. Yeah. Like there's lots of lots of titties and fake sex scenes. And yeah, stuff like one that. of the sequels, Ron Jeremy stars. So, oh well, of course he does. Yeah, because he's never turned down a gig. Uh, right. We should get him on Bald Move. We should. Have yeah. him be our official voiceover guy. Just have him be a regular. Hey, hey it's me, me, Roger. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, because I, 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 uh, after I get done watching this, I texted Cecily. I mm-hmm. said, have you seen any trauma, trauma films? She's like, no, it's one of the reasons I'm kind of excited to see that Daniel stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, we might watch some of it tonight. Okay. Yeah. Because, Let me know um, how it goes. I'm just kind of like curious to, to see, too. like... Is there any shades to the trauma universe, or right. is it all this just constant, nonstop, in-your-face schlock? Yeah, I don't know. the The only other trauma thing I've heard of is like Return to Newcom High, um, mm. but I haven't seen it. I've only heard of it. Uh, I don't know what Daniel did, but uh, but talking with Daniel, he actually seems pretty knowledgeable about filmmaking. So uh, I would expect his stuff not to be kind of as disjointed as this, right? But oh, who, who knows? One other thing. Yeah. Yeah, because Daniel seems like he's interested in telling a story, but yes. who knows? Um, at, there's this one sequence with Bozo, and what was his... The, his, his Slug. Sl- the Corey Feldman... Dude. Yes. This Richard... Or Robert Pritchard guy looks exactly like Corey Feldman looked five years ago, ten years ago. He looks like Corey Feldman's older, douchier brother. Yeah. It's like from the Goonies. Yep. Like like you know how Mikey had a older brother? This uh-huh. is this is this is Mouth's. <laughs> this is Mouth's older brother and he's turned psychotic. But after I thought it might be him and then I was like, no, time doesn't work. Yeah, line up I was like that no, way. I was like yeah. this was contemporary of the Goonies and Corey Feldman is a little boy, so that, yeah. that doesn't work. Um so so they go off on a night and they they're running over innocent people mm-hmm. and they 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 hit this 12-year-old boy on his bike. I don't know what his mom or his sister is thinking sending him, you know, on a dark piece of highway on Pitch his 10-speed. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what she's thinking, but I'm not going to blame bad parenting. This is just homicidal mania. Oh, I blame bad parenting in this city. There are kids <laughs> playing not even playing in the yeah. street. Like I can understand throwing a ball in the street. They are sitting down having a fucking picnic on a parkway. Right. Like, right. Get, get some control over your kids' parents. On the other hand, if the parents really gave a shit, they probably wouldn't raise their child in a city that's an open sewer system of radioactive waste, too. Maybe so. they can't help it. Maybe they don't have the money to move. But they have the money to keep their damn kids out of the out street. Out of the street, yeah, right. Let me tell you that. Um, but then, you know, they run over this kid, and they're all, like, you know, taking the, their, their trophy shots of it. They're neganing it up. And yeah. uh, what Slug, at one point, says, they're like, oh, yeah, let's do another. He's like, oh, I got to go home. I got to get up early tomorrow. I thought he's gonna. He's got to go hit the gym or something. He goes. I got to go to church, and they have a good laugh. No, they don't. They, they don't? all kind of get like sober, reflective. Oh, right. Looks on their face like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. But what's weird is that he then go. The next scene we see him, he goes to like the the gym, a- yeah. gym after hours, and fucks his girlfriend in the the boys' room. <laughs> maybe so... that's why he had to. Maybe that's why he had to leave early. Huh. That's not so church. that's his church. That's his quote unquote. You know, church. I have heard people. I have heard people refer to the gym as like the Iron Church. Right. I've never heard her just like just say the church, but maybe that's what they meant. It's so weird because like his girlfriend is one of the ones with the thoughtful look on her face too, and he's the she's the one that he met there to the bang. Yeah. So I don't understand. I don't understand. I think it's Bozo's girlfriend because she seduces Melvin. Right. Uh huh. She's 
the, the previous night, they oh, yeah, were we, driving around, I, running over 12-year-olds, crushing their heads and taking Polaroids uh-huh, of it. Uh-huh. The n- very next day, they terrorize Melvin. Uh-huh. They send him flying out the window. And then she's getting all worried about him on the sidewalk as he's transforming. And I'm like, you just murdered a 12-year-old last night and took joy in it. Yeah, and th- th- and everyone... What is, what are, who are you? And I was worried for a minute that they're going to have her fall in love with him and they're going to be a love story. I'm like, I am not going to buy this on any level. I'm actually no. glad they brought the blind girl along. Yeah, yeah. But also everyone in this gym is a total garbage person because yeah. they're lit- everyone in the gym comes out to see... First of all, they all participate in this little goat, the sheep joke, which, yep. to be honest, the sheep wearing lipstick was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> it was funny? I don't know how it works logistically, it but it was funny. sheep at one point, but it, 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 uh-huh. it's a real sheep that they just somehow got... <laughs> Their lips, lips covered with lipstick. Like, yeah. that was a really funny visual. But everyone joins in on that. Mm-hmm. And then everyone follows him out. And after he's fallen into toxic sludge and cops are catching on fire and it's just a gruesome scene, they're all still ro- on the, the sidewalk pointing and laughing. Yeah. Like, everyone in this city is a criminal deviant. Yeah, it's a terrible city. Welcome to Tromaville. I wouldn't want to live there. I would not. No, it's, a, it's just a shitty, shitty cigar face nightmare you know the other strange thing about tromaville is their restaurants so there's the the scene where they go into the mexican the taco joint right oh right and they shoot up the, the deep place. fried taco joint yeah and they deep fry the guy's hands and all that stuff and toxie's fighting the bad guys uh-huh. and the bad guy busts out nunchucks i don't know where he got those but uh-huh. then the bad guy busts a katana out and he gets it off the wall hmm. so this is a mexican joint that just has katanas on the wall hey man they like the state fair weaponry <laughs> I mean, all the other decorations heirloom, are Mexican. That's an heirloom I don't, piece, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> oh God, I don't. Yeah. Ma- I mean, maybe that's what they were thinking. Like, wouldn't it be funny if there were just some Japanese weapon in I mean, a Mexican restaurant? I, I got that sensation that, like, yeah. in the writers' room, such as it is, are inventing these ludicrous situations, and then at the end of every iteration, they're like, "Okay, what can we do to make this the most extreme version?" Yeah. Like and they just go for it, every and they time. just they they just keep on going and keep on going, and then like what lame joke can we put in there? I'm honestly surprised there weren't like fart jokes. Yeah, there were a lot of dick jokes, not and a lot of even, piss jokes, not, not a lot of scatatoxic. Yeah, because like sort of yeah, like Toxie is like Toxie is pissing out toxic waste, and mm-hmm. then a pimp comes to try to pimp a 12 year old girl at him, which is like like yeah, some of this stuff's like man, this is some 12 really... years old, just twelve dollars, twelve years old, twelve a dollar a year. Yeah. Um, got anything cheaper? Oh, that's a bad joke. Uh, yeah, and the other piss joke is some guy pisses his pants when oh, Toxic right. grabs him or that. scares him or something. That. Yeah. Uh, I the one I do like not, that not that not any more scat humor is what I was getting at. Yeah, just a lot of dick punching mm-hmm. and a lot and of crotch dick. trauma. Yep. Uh, I I do kind of like that his calling card is a mop. I think that was. Fairly inspired. Why did he keep? Because everything else about his tra- uh, performance, or everything else about him, transformed. I don't. I don't understand right. the mop connection. I mean, that's just he's mopping up the city. I mean, there's at one point a newspaper article that says he's mopping up the mobsters. Ah, right. Okay. The monster mops up mobsters. All right, which well, is hard to say. Uh, <laughs> it sure is. Uh, I'll give it to him. Uh, okay. Anything else we want to say about Toxic Adventures? They're actually several sequels to this and so so there are this movie was made first in 1984 then they did this movie a got couple some, of sequels the, this movie did get some critical notice like i saw there's a uh, leonard martin 
review where he gave it like two and a half out of four stars, which is probably more than his movie deserves. I think so. It's, yeah. He's got like sixty seven percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about how did the, the sequels fare? The sequels don't fare well. So part two has the coveted zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's not because there are no reviews; it's because all the reviews are bad. So even Every trauma fans one. are like, "This is garbage." Yes. How do you do that? I I don't know. I I honestly don't know what movie you could make after this that would be so offensive to the people who like the first one that they didn't they right. didn't appreciate it. Like, and like, like this movie no has one nothing knew appreciated the Toxic Avenger a hit. Like what? What yeah. is that? What does that even mean? And then there's part three, The Last Temptation of Toxie, which has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. But here, here's where I think they fell down. Both of those movies came out in the same year, 1989. Well, I, because I, I, I haven't done as much research and I, I haven't seen this movie and I'm not as well-grounded in schlock as you. But from what little I could tell, two and three was supposed to be one movie, but the guy filmed that realized he had way too much material, so uh, he edited it into two movies. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he should have just cut the bullshit from the, from that series of movies. Hey man, film's expensive. <laughs> no, I do kind of I do kind of want to see maybe the second Toxic Avenger just to see like what a zero looks like. Yeah, like something <laughs> like all like like the only people watching this are the fans of the first one. Mm-hmm. So what are the fans of the first one? What are they seeing in this that makes it just irredeemable in their eyes? Yeah. Cuz it's hard for me to imagine what that would look like. They did another sequel. Uh, I don't know when this one came out, but it's called Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger Part 4. Uh, it's more recent. Uh, it's it's not super recent, but it's not is it in the crazy. 2000s recent? I think it's 2000. Okay. I think is when it came out. Uh, Jeez, that's still 16 years ago, man. Yeah. And they also made an off-Broadway musical of this thing that I think still runs, is contemporarily running. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's real strange. Apparently it has a lot of heart according to the reviews. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to know what the, the song numbers are. And there's that... Yeah, it's probably... What is what it? Was that body... Song that they were singing in the... Bo- yeah, like the... Body something... Body love, body... Body glove, body love, body talk, body sponge. I don't know. Yeah, that was it. Uh, and th- apparently there's a remake in the works and has been kicking around Hollywood for a few years now. Uh, at one point, Arnold Schwarzenegger was attached to it. Hmm. To, I guess to play Toxie, and then he saw the original and was like, "Nope, no, not doing really? that." Really, He's backed like, oh, out. This is garbage. <laughs> he did. <laughs> that was his only comment on it. This, this is garbage. Surprisingly apathetic for a film <laughs> this uh, noteworthy. Hmm. And then I guess the guy directing it is Steve Pink, who is the director of Hot Tub Time Machine and High Fidelity. Hmm. And he is apparently still attached to it. So hmm. I don't know if this thing's ever going to get made, but if it does, I think I'd be interested to see what a 2016 oh, see, version of that re- looks I, like. I would see a remake from someone that I thought that's done interesting work, and that certainly qualifies. Plus, uh, Bozo's girlfriend would love this director. You know, pink's her favorite color. <laughs> that's true. So you know, fitting. The, how, how fitting. How fitting. I don't have a lot more to say about this. I... Wouldn't say it was a waste of time rewatching it, mm-hmm. but I did not enjoy it as much as the first time I saw it. I do feel like this is like one of those things where I, I don't regret seeing it because it is famous or infamous for what it is. Yeah. And I definitely felt like it was a little bit of a, a blind spot in my pop culture, but I'll never watch this movie again. No. Why would you? Unless my son says, hey, Dad, I want to watch Toxic Avenger sometime. I'm like, sure, why not? But, but I can also see why 
if you saw this very young, you would love it. Because sure. I, this is the distilled version of everything I loved about schlocky B-movies in the 80s. I liked a lot of stupid shit when I was young. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I really like that Six String Samurai. I know you hate that movie, but it. Uh, I, I Man, it, I also hated that movie when I was very young. So sure, I don't know what I'd think of it now. Sure, um, <laughs> but like that's kind of like my, I guess, B grade schlocky film experience. Yeah, from my late teens. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I get it. I just, uh, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where I maybe had to be there. Uh, I think so, but and I wasn't. But I hope you guys. I mean, I hope that's uh, anytime someone commissions me to the to um, podcast something that they really feel strongly about, emotionally connected. I'm always nervous, so I hope I hope we didn't piss you guys off on on Christmas, no less. Amy and Jason. Well, we love their other one. Their other one was great. Yeah, Transformers, Transformers. awesome movie. And uh, plus, like I, I go again. I, I I didn't. Yeah, I kind of hated this film. Okay, but I did. I didn't. I hated the film. I didn't hate the experience of watching it. Okay. Like, I yeah, was I was um, liquored up. It was early morning, and I was watching it with Jim. So there's 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 worse way. And, and that's the thing. Like, if I watched this by myself, I wouldn't have made it through. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, or, like I, if it wasn't a commission, like, I'm glad we watched this together because it would have been really <laughs> without someone there to, like, yuck it up with and, and poke fun right. of it and, and, and laugh. It would have been a, a kind of a miserable experience. This is not something you should just watch on some random boring Saturday afternoon. No. Get drunk. Have some friends over. Watch it if you want. But Definitely. other than that, I'd say stay away. It's a party film. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks again, Amy, for uh, being a really thoughtful wife and and uh, commissioning these two movies for your husband. And and uh, coincidentally, I'm just going to go ahead and move. I'm going to go ahead and call it best Christmas present he's ever received. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a Jim Jones seal of approval. Sure is. Uh, if you'd like to commission your very own podcast, it's easy. Go to baldmove.com/slash/shop. And click on the big old film canister looking thing, and you will not go wrong. You will not go astray. Um, we will be back with another one shortly. I'm not even sure because these uh, Christmas presents are kind of done out of sequence. I'm not sure exactly what's next coming up, but uh, we do have some goodies, uh, and they'll probably be releasing a week or so from now. So, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas! Thanks for your support, and we'll see you again real soon. <laughs>